Good morning, everyone. It's an early morning for the three of us here. Good morning. morning. And um, so all of you in WRX uh, Nation and uh, Wisdom and Golf Nation, um, it is an early, I'm I'm an early bird and you know. I am not an early bird. (laughs) You're struggling this morning, aren't you, Sav? Kind of. We went and visited my dad for Father's Day yesterday. It's about a three and a half hour drive into Montreal from Quebec City and just a little north. But we had a fabulous day. You guys went hiking. Yeah. And I brought uh, my bike with Riley, and we went out biking with his cousin. And uh, we had just a fabulous day. And I think Reese is still, uh, he's still struggling after yesterday. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, slept it was pretty the whole hot. car ride home. <laughs> he was exhausted. So um, this morning, uh, you know, because this is our, it's my, our third season here in Quebec City and it's basically my my third season at the Royal Quebec Golf Club where after the first season um, a lot of people really enjoy their lessons of course and they've improved their games and then the other members see that so we get other members that come in the second season and now it's the friends and the friends of friends and things are really starting to explode here Um, so we're busy, and that's why we're doing this uh, this early morning podcast. So I appreciate you guys, you know, getting up and no and, worries, and getting yeah. ready for that. Yeah, it's a good habit. It's fun to do. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, especially in the morning. Now it's nice and bright in the morning. Yeah. So um, we have a, a a really important show for you today because the friends friends that show up at my uh, at my teaching deck. They haven't seen our videos on YouTube. They don't even know I do stuff on YouTube. And um, they, uh, they don't know what to expect. And it's, it's very shocking for them <laughs> because <laughs> the first thing they realize is that, uh, what do you mean I'm not defective? Mm-hmm. That can't be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a defective right elbow and my head never stays down. Mm-hmm. And my left elbow is always bending. And uh, I'm constantly being told that I got to keep an arm, you know, my armpits connected uh, because I'm keep coming over the top. And uh, and I, I got to bow my wrist, uh, my lead wrist, because I keep going off to the right. I, I can't stop slicing and pushing to the right. And boy, oh boy, am I topping a lot of golf balls and sticking the club in the ground. So, I mean, all of the defects that we hear on a regular basis on, you know, in golf world. Uh, are very very present Mm -hmm. and um and so i want to talk to everyone about that and um you know uh, hopefully you'll keep that in mind next time you're with a friend and 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 you want to have a good time on the range and and you don't want to be you know known as the uh the nitpicker right yeah right you don't want to be that person you don't want to be that person because it just, you know, it makes things uncomfortable after mm-hmm. they go, you're a really nice person, but I don't like playing golf with you. Yeah. So we want, we want everyone to enjoy everyone's company on the golf course. And, and we're going to help you do that this morning. So we're doing a little countdown, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the thought, one of the things that I, I see right away uh, in, in a, in a student, and I know they've been trying to keep their head down is um, in the backswing, the head is so stiff that 
their attempt at a backswing usually pulls them forward and out of balance on their toes. Right. They can't, they can't even do a backswing. They can't even gather. They can't gather any kind of momentum. And uh, that's where I immediately refer them to the video for you, Sav, mm-hmm. with Mickey Wright. And we see, you know, the most incredible player of all time. I mean, Mickey Wright won over 80 events before the age of 34. That's crazy. Okay. And, you know, compare that to Tiger right now mm-hmm. and Sam Sneed. Yeah. So she did that by age 34 and she retired so yeah. she could have a family and, you know, go to her second life. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine had she stayed another 10 years on tour? She would have what a cleaned house. It would have been unattainable yeah. records, right? And that's what Kathy Whitworth said. She says, yeah, I broke her record, but I spent a lot more time on tour. She she left the tour very early. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we compare your swing to Mickey Wright's swing. There's a beautiful video that we have on that on our YouTube channel. And you're a left-handed version of Mickey Wright. You've got this massive turn of rib cage and pelvis, you know, behind the ball. And that lead knee is rotating behind. And because you're so flexible right now, there's no need for you to pick up that lead heel mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. You wait till you're 50, mm-hmm. you know. And you've got this amazing backswing. And for you, it's effortless to carry the ball over 250 yards with your driver. Yeah. And you're carrying your, your blade seven iron 165. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we want for our students, of course. And when we show them, you know, let's say we, we, we show them the, um, the sword drill, you know, where we take uh, the club upside down in the lead hand, right? And we, yeah. and we, turn, we, we show them how to turn their back to the target. Yeah, turbo trading it. Yeah. yeah. And then they go, oh, my God, my... How do I get back to the ball from there? That's mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. You sure? Is that an, and then I show them on video and they go, oh. That doesn't seem so bad. That looks like normal. Yeah. Yeah. What was I doing before? You don't want to see what you were doing before. <laughs> you just want to move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's move on real quick. <laughs> and so then they realize, okay, you know, anatomically, uh, and, and this is, you know, if you look at your C-spine, You've got about 70 degrees of range in C-spine. I mean, we're not owls. We can't turn the head all the way back. No. So you basically, your chin can go, you know, 70 degrees towards your shoulder. Right now, it's, I, I would say yours is 80 because you're a young pup. Yeah. You know, mine is about 70, and, and, it, you know, and I, I got to work on it. But so if you keep your head straight in front of you and don't move your head, it's absolutely impossible for you to finish a backswing. Yeah. And if you try to finish your backswing, you'll throw yourself off balance. Mm-hmm. So if you take a page out of Jack Nicholas, you look at any footage of Jack Nicholas. the first thing he did is turn his head to the side. Right. He would pre-turn the head mm-hmm. and then bring the body to the head. Mm-hmm. And that was his major swing key his whole life is finish that backswing. And so this is what we recommend you do. Turn the head a little bit. So that you feel that, you know, if you keep your head steady because you're nervous or uh, insecure about, you know, oh, I can't move my head, mm-hmm. just pre-turn it. Look at the ball with your, you know, because your, your eyes have their own orbit. Mm-hmm. And so your eyes can stay on the ball as you turn your head to the side. And that way you'll get to finish your backswing and you'll be able to whip the club a lot better. Now, 
please don't keep your head down as you swing through the ball. Because now with all that new momentum, Mm -hmm. you try to keep your head down, you will hurt yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see people, why do I fall on my toes? Why can't I finish my follow through? How come I don't have a follow through? Why is that? Well, if you're keeping your head down, you know, and then you, they as well, everybody keeps telling me, you keep your head down and, you know, we'll see, we'll watch where the ball goes for you. Because they think, I mean, that how insane is that? Yeah. You know, here you are trying to play golf. You want to see where you, you want to see that beautiful ball flight. You want to register that. Your brain needs to see that flight that that leaves feedback. and exactly the feedback so that so that you know how to organize your flight plans and if you never see where the ball goes how in the world are you going to play by yourself i mean it's just it's incredibly crazy so everybody please stop doing that so the remedy is simple in one of our previous episodes or you go to youtube and you watch the video entitled grass whip training the best tool that you can possibly get for yourself as a grass whip and you cut grass using that grass whip and you become really good at it i mean how long did it take you to have what a day Mm -hmm. not even just a, a a half an hour and you become an expert at cutting grass but the feedback is so valuable right yeah so you notice now move when you're doing your your perpetual motion drill yeah how Feeling the sole of the club along the ground is necessary. It's huge. Yeah. And so without the feedback of the sole of the club riding along the turf and the sound of that and the pressure that you feel through the hands and arms, then you really don't have all of the necessary tools to keep a ball in the air all the time. Yeah. It gives you a good reference for your prediction. Yes, exactly. Prediction. So... The um, you you cut the grass with your club, yeah. And uh, another, what's the what did we work on with you recently with the turf? You know, we talk about peeling carrots. Yeah. So that one um, was big because I was thinning thinning a lot of my shots. Yeah. And because I wasn't getting enough contact through the ground, so yeah. we you helped me um, think uh, give me a visualization of uh, cutting the turf towards the target. Yes. And that helped me um, get flush contact with the ball and also creating a divot after the shot, right? So that, that also helps. It's a good reference to yeah. uh, keep your solar club on, on the ground as you come through the shot. Just everybody picture yourself in the kitchen with a carrot peeler and you got a beautiful big carrot in your hands. Yeah. And you're pointing the carrot toward the garbage can. And so you, you take that carrot peeler and you whip it along the surface of the carrot and you take a peel out and you want to, you know, send that carrot peel toward the garbage can. Yeah. Where do you feel is the peak speed of that motion? Uh, peak speed is just in front, um, just past the divot as you release. Like it's Right. Like, yeah. But just with the carrot. Oh, with the carrot. Oh, in, in front. like Way before. out in front of the carrot, isn't it? Yeah, way in front. Yeah. So between the carrot and the garbage can. Yeah. And you notice how that, that release of your hand has to get, yeah. is way out there yeah. so that people understand that if you keep your head down, I mean, Sav, what does it mean if I say, keep your head down, don't move your head and keep your eyes on the ball? What does that subliminally, subliminally tell you? Stay still. Stay still. And what are you going to do with the ball? Hit it. 
hit it. So if the ball is your target, you are so lost. Yeah. Yeah. If it's all dressed up and no place to go. <laughs> Literally, it could do anything. Yeah. Right? It's a sphere. It's this, this beautiful round sphere that can be attacked from any angle, yeah. down, up, side to side. Yeah. So now your brain is massively confused as to where you want to go. And that's why you can't hit the darn thing. Yeah. And then the person next to you says, oh, you got to keep your head down. Got to yeah. keep your eye on the ball. And and the, recept, the, the receiver of this information is going, I am doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's a frustrating situation. Yeah. So if you cut through the dandelion stem, so imagine the ball is a dandelion. You got that dandelion growing through the center of the ball and the leading edge of the club, the sole of the club is a carrot peeler. Yeah. You whip it through the dandelion stem towards the target. So pick a spot in front of the ball that's an, a, like a foot max. And you whip it through the ball or through the stem, through that spot and toward the target. Now you have a nice precise intersection. Yeah. Keep your eye on the grass and not on the ball and whip it through and out towards the target. And just don't keep your head there. Let, let your trail shoulder collect the head and bring it up into this beautiful finish like you see on the tour. And there's a reason for that. You'll never see anybody on tour keep their head down intentionally. Mm-hmm. It stays down naturally because they're de- taking the ball from where it is and sending it out in the direction of the target. So that's a biggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's uh, and and it you know once we got that going, and we have some freedom going, and we show that student how to cut that dandelion stem, as soon like within five shots, yeah. literally, they hit the farthest shot they've ever hit in their life. And they go, oh, my gosh, what have I been missing? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like you just took the shackles off the golf swing. Mm-hmm. And we want this for you, folks. We want, we want this so bad for you. So, the, um, you know, we had, uh, had a student come up from Montreal and um, a friend of a friend, of course. And she's been taking lessons her whole life. Beautiful athlete in really good shape. And, um, and she's in her fifties, you know, in her late fifties, takes really good care of herself. And she, she's telling me, I don't think I'm coordinated enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just, uh, and, defective and all that. Right. Yeah. Is I, I'm, I guess I'm not athletic. I said, well, do you play tennis yet? How are you in the tennis court? I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, well, why is that not translated to golf? And, uh, and then she, you know. I could see that in her backswing, she was trying to keep her arms all tight with her body. Right. And I'm going, well, uh, have you been taught to keep a head cover under your right armpit in the backswing? Well, she says, yeah, both armpits. Both? Both. Because because she was over the top. Now, have you ever heard of what over the top is, Seth? Yeah. You know, Savvy hasn't had to, she didn't need to be exposed to all that stuff. And so she thought that because she was over the top and her teacher said, well, because you're over the top, we need to control your arms because your arms are defective. Mm -hmm. And you got this evil right shoulder, you know, Mm -hmm. coming over the top of your body and your, you know, your right hand is overactive. So we have to, you know, we have to hold the club much more lightly with the right hand. And then we got to put head covers under your armpits so that you don't come over the top. And this poor lady mm-hmm. is absolutely 
you know, she's dumbfounded as to why she's not able to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going, okay. So let's time start. Time to hit the reset. <laughs> Big yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, Major reset. It's like hard reset, right? Yeah. And so I proceeded to show her the ball on the string. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or this beautiful atlas swing, right? Yeah. With yeah. my little four pound hammer. Yeah. And uh, and Moo just loves the Atlas swing. I mean, it that's that's one of the things that keeps his golf swing very free. So uh, so we do this beautiful perpetual motion back and through, and we sh- you know I show her. I said, okay, you've seen you know this fast pitch or this windmill pitching in softball. Yeah. A lot of different terminologies that we use around the world for that. And uh, she says, yeah, we call it fastball here. And uh, I said, okay. Uh, do that she does it i said okay now let's put a head cover under your armpit now try she yeah. says well that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah and then she goes oh yeah right mm-hmm. so we proceeded to open up her swing and we added 30 yards to her shots that's great no big deal yeah. right i mean the human body is extremely well put together so if you have a direction that you want to deliver this ball on a string towards yeah so you know that you love that lumberjack analogy sav mm-hmm. so if you have a tree in front of you when you, you want to cut down the tree will you approach it from the side of the tree yeah and there is no over the top from there no no but if you want to shave the bark of the tree downwards toward the ground well that's a that's a perfect over the top move isn't it mm-hmm. yeah so if the ball is your target because you've been told eyes on the ball, head on the ball, and then you proceed to try and deliver to the ball, well, over the top is the most likely swing you'll have. Yeah. And then we have the gall to tell her to put a head cover under her armpits mm-hmm. and and don't hold the club, you know, hold the club very loosely with the right hand. <sighs> Very difficult, right? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of suffering people right now, and it's and it's 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 important that we really understand what our task is. I'm just like trying to picture even doing any of that, just right. just to just to know what people are going through. Yeah. It's like, how in the world do you play golf like that? You can't. No, that's you the literally thing. Can't. They can't play golf that way. You can't. So that she had a fantastic session and she is glad to spend five hours on the road Mm -hmm. to come see me in Quebec city. It's worth it for her. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, so I hope it's very validating. I hope, yeah, it's, it's, it's validating, but I hope a lot of teachers are listening to this because they, they need to, they need to sharpen their game. So, um, anything, you know, anything that a teacher is telling you that's body part related and, and that you have to place a body part or a club part somewhere in your swing because you're trying to fix something that's defective, please, please rethink that in a big way. You are so not defective. Mm-hmm. If you've got two arms and two legs and you're insurable, we're good. Yeah. Right. We, mm-hmm. we just need to plug in the right task. So um, this next one uh, we hear a lot as well is, you know, 
I'm not shifting my weight. I'm having a hard time shifting my weight. And I'm not clearing my hips and I'm not finishing my swing. Well, we saw what keeping the head down does for that. But um, for anybody who's, you know, been swinging athletically and getting the ball out there and, um, but they, the front foot is kind of, you know, uh, spinning out. Yeah. You know, their, their lead foot is like a windshield, wop, windshield washer, <laughs> washer or a windshield wiper. Yeah. And it's, and it's creating this big, uh, uh, half snow angel mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in the grass. Yeah. Um, they think that they're defective and they're, they're having a hard time moving into that lead side. I had a, a student come up from Montreal with his dad and um, he was having that issue. And so uh, we had him throw some clubs, right? That's that's a fun one. Yeah. And Savvy, you're, you, I mean, you always do so well throwing the golf club. Mm-hmm. And so... And we, you, by the way, you guys need a very safe environment before you go out and do this after, right? Mm-hmm. An open field, you need a specific target, and you you can't have any breakable windows and cars or anything on the left-hand side if you're a right-handed golfer because the club will go left, and if you don't have a target, it could go backwards. Yeah. So it's important that you, you start this. And so go see my... Uh, uh, throwing the club video to, so you know how to do it. So go throwing the club, Sean Clement on YouTube, throw the club straight, Sean Clement on YouTube as well. So see those two videos first, but you will be greatly rewarded because, um, if you move, if you take a ball and you're, you're a left-handed, you throw with your left hand. Yes, I do. Yeah. So if you pick up a ball with your left hand and you're getting ready to skip a stone on water. Yeah. I mean, so you have the pawn in front of you, describe the scene. Yeah. You want to skip that stone. Yeah, so I'll be standing uh staggered stance, so my right my lead leg will be my right side. Right. And then um I'll have the stone in my um my thumb and my index finger. You got that trigger finger. Yeah, exactly. Wrapped around the stone. Yeah, so make sure I have That's it. really important for later. Yeah, so I'll have that uh grip on the rock. And what I'm gonna do is um uh load my back leg so that I can well, you're just describing what you do naturally, right? Yeah. So, so describe the scene. So you're uh, you got a pond. Yeah, I got a big pond in front of me. Yeah. And what feel are you using? Oh, um, just a whipping feel, just a release. Yeah. You're so, whipping that stone out. You're slinging it. Yeah, yeah, with the shoulder coming through, nice and smooth, with it, no. See, he's nothing. a kinesiologist. He still he still loves the body parts, right? He's yeah. got you got to basically describe the scene a little bit, and and as instructors in golf, yeah, uh, you. It's like we just need to stay with the what, yeah, not the how, and not the how. And so, when you're so you're describing the scene as far as what your body's going to be doing, but essentially you just here's a stone, yeah, there's your pond, whip it out there, mm-hmm. and everybody listening right now has who's done it, they know exactly what we're talking about, yeah. So when I have them do that, let's say with a golf ball, yeah, and I put them on video, they go wow, I'm shifting my weight. Wow, look at my hips. And wow, look at where I'm releasing the stone. The stone is being released way out there as their, as their chest is facing the target. Yeah. And the, foot, and, the, and, and the weight's on that lead foot. And I say, well, um, when did you shift your weight? And then they noticed they already had the weight on their trail side. Yeah. And, I, and they go, well, I think I shifted my weight about when I let go of the stone. 
And and I said, okay, let's do it again. Yeah. And then they realized, oh, it took a, a couple of, because you never have to think about skipping a stone on water. No, you just do it. But then in retrospect, you realize, oh, the weight actually shifted way before I threw. Yeah, that's right. That's our human kinetic chain. Mm-hmm. And wow, I didn't have to think about loading up my trail side. And so we do the same thing with a golf club. We throw a golf club. And then we go, we come to the ball and we, we position the golf club a couple of inches above the ball. And I say, okay, if you throw the club in the direction that you want to start the ball over that intermediate point, yeah. see where the club blurs over the ball. You realize you're going to miss the ball right now. And so you throw the club in the direction and you see the blur and you realize, wow, the, the blur passed right where it did. And then I show them the swing on video and they go, oh boy, I loaded my weight beautifully. I did not sway. Yeah. And I didn't sway through the ball and everything was exactly where it needed to be. Yeah. So then we lower the club to the grass and we say, okay, if you do the same throw to the target, do you feel like you cut the dandelion stem? And they go, yeah, that feels pretty good. I said, can you miss the balls? Well, I won't miss the ball. So I say, okay, throw the club in the same way in that direction. See what happens. Yeah. And whoosh, ball takes off. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a, they have a very satisfying release, and they show them on video, and that lead foot didn't spin out, and everything stayed in place. Yeah. So it's when you allow distractions to to move in to you know. So let's say you're in football, yeah, and you know when you play D line, what was your main task? Uh, my main task um, on defensive was make sure the edge is contained. So that the quarterback doesn't leak out if his if the play hit, if their play got ruined, yeah. Or uh, if a running back has to come that side too, you make okay. sure he doesn't get a free uh, pass, right? You either nudge him or give him a shot, right? And then, so you have to, you're blocking. Yeah, you're blocking, but you're also trying to get to the quarterback. So you're doing yes. So, so your goal like, is to get to that quarterback and yeah. knock and put him down. Yeah, depending on the play and down distance. So there's a depending on the situation. Right. Have, the responsibilities change. So let's say the situation calls for you going for the quarterback. Okay. Yeah. What are some of the distractions that prevent you from doing that? Um, the motions. So what the receiver's doing or the running back's doing is moving around before during the cadence. Okay. You got to pay attention to that, but at the same time, you don't have to. Because um, it's indicators, so it tells you yeah. like, if if he. But those are instinctive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's no thinking going on right now. You're just reacting to a play. Yeah, you're just reacting to a play, and then uh, when you're going up to him, you just to make sure you you uh, beat the guy in front of you, the, right. the tackle, and then um, could you get, could you actually think your way through a situation like that? Um, not well. It'd be, you, it would take him too long, you, wouldn't you, it? You can plan it out, but. It's, yeah, it's, it's you can't think too much. You just gotta react because right. it's it's a mess in there. It's a mess in there. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, that's and that's what I'm getting to right now. And I don't want to. I don't feel like I'm trying to put you on the spot or anything. That's all right. But it's these are you know I love putting myself in other situations like that. And 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 if I were doing what you were doing, yeah. Um, you know, let's say during the week. You're, you're with the coach and you guys are observing video and the coach is saying, see, this is what's going on right now and you guys have to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> but in the situation of play, and that's why you, you, do, you go through the practices and, yeah. 
it starts with that. But then when it comes into situation of play, there's no thinking going on. No, no, you've done everything to mentally prepare yeah. and um, executing. It's, all you have to do is make sure you do your job. That's all that. Yes. Then the task is there. The task. Yeah. So if the task is cut through the dandelion stem that way, for you to think about, I got to keep my armpit connected to my rib cage, that would be a major distraction. Yeah. And you just don't have time for that because you just you're just trying to react to, hey, I want to feel that beautiful whip through the stem and out in the direction I want my ball to go. What's that feel like? And then and you're just reacting to that that particular task. Yeah. So in your case, you see that quarterback and you explode forward and you're you're on your way. Yeah. And the only thing that can prevent you from doing that is tackle. <laughs> right yeah you, you get tackled you get blocked yeah so the t- you have to be have your hands ready of course and yeah. then try to go around the tackle or go underneath or you know i mean that's the ultimate external external reaction sport yeah is football yeah, yeah. and and that's what we're so good at as human beings we and it's been proven time and again i mean gabrielle wolf mm-hmm. bless her soul i mean she when she you know, she's a professor at the at UNLV. Yeah. And uh, one day she says, I want to learn windsurfing. She went out to Lake Mead. Yeah. And, you know, the instructor was telling her, well, you got to keep your butt here and you got to keep your elbows tight to your body and you got to keep your chest up and blah, blah, blah. And they're, mm. they're describing body parts that she needed to place to get. And she was like frozen on the lake. She yeah. couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And she found it incredibly frustrating. Probably draining, too, because you're so stiff, oh, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. So then she sees a per you know, she looks at the person flying by in front of her, and she says, well, oh, I'm just going to point, I'm just going to want to go that way and follow them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's reacting externally, yeah. and she starts moving. Yeah. And then she, and she, and then all of a sudden, she says, okay, there's a big problem right now with how this is being instructed. Yeah. And she went on this quest. Mm-hmm. And because she's got a university there and the sports teams and dark teams and all that stuff, she went on a on a frenzy yeah. of scientific experiments on in sports science mm-hmm. and developed the skill. And and so you know, just a simple imagine you're playing darts, yeah. just a simple task of throwing a dart into the. You're just looking at the bullseye and you and you whip the dart at the bullseye, mm-hmm. and you miss it you didn't really really do anything wrong you don't think twice yeah. you grab another dart maybe a little sip of beer and you go you know you do it again yeah. and so she says well you guys you know we, we take the dart team here and we we'll say okay you guys focus on bullseyes only and the other team you're going to focus on making sure you repeat the same motion with your bicep on the way back your tricep on the way through and that beautiful release of the wrist and the fingers make sure you do the same motion every time yeah and could you imagine, it's just an arm, but look at all of the, you know, all of the stuff that moves in an arm, right, Sal? Yeah, all the different components. Yeah. And and so two weeks later, an hour a day, two weeks later, they realized team number one had a 15% reduction in spray pattern and 15% more bullseyes. Yeah. And team number two were dismally worse, like in the 20% worse. And they went the other way. Yeah. And they weren't happy. They were frustrated. And it, it was a, you know, and, and that's been the telling tale throughout the hundreds of experiments that have been on in, done in universities this way. Yeah. And that's why you just can't, you know, uh, uh, 
go against your instinct. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in basketball, how many times have coaches been, hey, wait a second, be careful, pay attention, you know, you know, really look at what you, and, and instead of letting them make their mistakes instinctively yeah, and just throwing them in there instinctively and making those reactions. Yeah. So that's the last thing you want to do about, you know, in the golf swing is have somebody stop and think about how they're doing their, their stuff. That's not, that's not for your central, you know, your central nervous system is this incredible machine. Your brain is this amazing problem solving tool. Just put it on the right task and off you go. Right. So, um, what are the things that you've seen with some of the players that uh, that you play with on the golf course? Uh, what are the things that you see the other girls struggling with? Um, I think just like if something if they don't hit a good shot, like hmm, I wonder like why'd that happen? Maybe my ball position was off, or maybe you know, right. kind of like it sends stuff them like into that. this thinking frenzy. Yeah, so they don't really know what they did wrong. Right, whereas in my head, like, I don't want to be, like, rude or anything and tell them just, like, focus on your task or, like, right. focus on your target kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, but that definitely goes through my head where I'm like, there's nothing wrong with your swing. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just you didn't have the right focus. Right. So and you just, like, defaulted to the ball. Right. And so that happens a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And what happens, the playing partner feels the need to help them out because mm-hmm. they see them, they're unhappy. Right. Right. It's not a fun time. You know, when you stick the club in the ground or you slice it off into the bush and you got to look in the bush and it's embarrassing and all that. Well, it's kind of a touchy subject. It is. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the instinct is to try and stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. And then they got to, they, they start, you know, thinking about what they're doing wrong. And the, and the problem is, is that there isn't anything that you're doing wrong. Is well, what were you thinking about at address? Think about mm-hmm. that. Next time you hit a shot, and it goes sideways on the golf course, or you don't hit it the right, you know, the way that you wanted to. Yeah. Ask yourself, well, what is it that was going through your mind mm-hmm. just before you swung? What were you thinking about? Oh, and the answers are endless. Oh yeah. You know, I, I it goes from, oh, sorry, Sean, I was still in the office. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Okay, I don't want to know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you're here now with me, and 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 if you don't look at that target and send the ball to the target, then we don't get to move forward together, and we're wasting our time massively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the office right now and finish what you needed to do? Oh hell no. Okay, I'm I'm here. I'm you know let's let's do this. Yeah. And so, what is it that you need to do to reel yourself in? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, for the better players out there, here's the stat that annihilates every other stat out there. It's, hey, did you stay with you with your shot? Mm-hmm. You plan to hit a shot that way. You want your ball, let's say, as a right-handed player. Uh, you're looking to start it toward the center of the green and draw it back toward the left side of the green and where the pin is staying and then land in the center and roll the ball down to that back left quadrant of the green mm-hmm. so you got this beautiful flight plan laid out right and you mm-hmm. set up to the ball and you look at the flight plan again and then you go oh i gotta make sure i don't overhook this right everything mm-hmm. just went out the window yeah that's it yeah. you're done mm-hmm. so now you're thinking about what you don't want to do mm-hmm. yeah 
that's not the task. No. So, and then if that's the last thing that goes through your mind, mm-hmm. well, good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So what is it that you want it to do? Oh, I want it to release toward the center of the green. Well, what's that feel like? Oh, it feels like that. And then you release it toward the center of the green and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the result is. Mm-hmm. What I care about is, did you stay with you what, what you intended? Yeah. Because the architect's going to be out there, right, yeah. in your head, say, That's true. see that beautiful pond I put there for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm helping the water collect towards there to make the golf course beautiful, but yeah. isn't that pond beautiful? <laughs> isn't that out-of-bounds yeah. line just, like, so inviting? And then how it's sloping towards there. So if you mm-hmm. land anywhere near the pond, you're in the pond. Yeah. And what about that beautiful pot bunker I put near the green and, and that and uh, how you hate the sand and how you can't get out of the sand. Or that yeah. little knoll that if you hit it in the right spot, it just kicks right into the OB. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see that? Yeah. So you have all these fears that you, you're dealing with, but ultimately, what is it that you want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to go there. Fine. So you have an intermediate point that you set up that you use to go there. And then finally, once you're set up over the ball and ready to go, what is it that you see for most of you out there listening? It's okay. I'm ready to hit the ball now. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to send the ball? Mm-hmm. And what's it feel like when you send the ball that way? And for, for those of you who are aggressive players, um, if you, if you think, okay, um, I usually hit my nine iron one fifty, and I've got one fifty five into a one club wind, but I'm feeling good today. Take the extra club. <laughs> Do it. And you feel yourself out of dress and you're thinking, okay, man, I got to jump all over this thing. And you can feel that tension build up in your system. Yeah, you don't want that. But that's red zone right there. That's, yeah. you know, that's Scotty at the back of the Enterprise going, She's about to blow, Captain. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. I, if, you give her, if you give her that, she's going to blow. Yeah, you got to take your extra club. That's it. And so you take the extra club and you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release toward the center of the green with ease and velocity. So on a scale of 1 to 10, you don't want more than 3 out of 10 in effort. Yeah. And that's what we, we keep reminding you, right, Moo? Yeah, that's right. And this guy's like a Ferrari horse. He's got all the horsepower and he's ready to unleash it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, that's, and that's where, you know, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom will come your way yeah. soon enough. Yeah. And so you got this beautiful release, three out of 10 in effort in the direction that you want to start the ball, but you still want that nice seven out of 10 in velocity. So I call it a nice attacking second serve. Mm -hmm. And when you play tennis, Sav, um, what was the percentage first serve versus second serve? It was probably higher for the second serve. Much higher, right? Mm -hmm. And so I call the first serve long drive competition. Yeah. Right? So if you had, uh, if you could play golf and you always had two golf balls to hit and off the tee, you go, okay, let me see if I can carry that bunker. Then I can have a nice, you know, proper second shot into that par five. Mm -hmm. So you go after it. Mm -hmm. And then when the ball slices off into the bush, Mm -hmm. uh, more, more often than not, you go, okay, I got to put one in play. Yeah. But I don't want to be bunting it down there. I want a nice assertive swing, but I don't want to have to work hard for it. Yeah. 
And that's what we have in golf. We have one chance. Mm -hmm. So we're playing a nice attacking second serve. You want to be able to attack the golf course, Mm -hmm. but you can't strain. You can't swing out of your shoes. That's what I've appreciated at our club, especially on the Quebec course. Yeah. It's if you're not in play off the tee, it is impossible to score. It will eat your lunch, that golf course. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like, if you are not in play off the tee, good luck. Second hole on Quebec? Yeah. 16th hole, that S par 5? Third hole on Quebec? It's a, it's a yeah, exactly. So if you're a little bit left, you're, you're blocked. Mm-hmm. A little bit too far right, you're blocked. You, mm-hmm. you need to be center fairway at a specific distance mm-hmm. off the tee yeah. to be able to see that green properly. Yeah. Because, you know, this, this golf course is very old. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of trees that have grown in. So it just gets tougher every year. Oh, yeah. And they have 36 holes. I mean, the greenskeeper there, Michelle, bless his heart. I mean, he is working like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, he to does keep a great up. job. He does an amazing job. And so, but he, he can't be everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have our priorities at the club as to what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And if it was, you know, if we had the huge budget, let's say, of, of um, uh, Oakmont. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Oakmont, where they at the U.S. Open at one point, a lot of a lot of uh, environmentalists really uh, felt a, a kick to the stomach mm-hmm. because they got rid of about three thousand trees. But yeah. that's the way the course started. Yeah, they didn't have all those trees on the golf course at first, and then they grew in, and everything grew in mm-hmm. a- after ninety years. Right. So they brought the course back to its original glory. And um, and sometimes you have to do that. And, and as far mm-hmm. as this is concerned, it's a competition out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the trees or the grass. Yeah. And at one point, if there's too much trees, you can't grow grass anymore. And then you don't have a golf course anymore. So mm-hmm. you, you have to do the deed. You have to cut some trees down. Yeah. So that is like, okay, I, I can't be there. I can't be there. And then you, and then you rein yourself in. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, where do I need to go? Yeah, exactly. And it's like you're backed into a corner. And now you have to hit the shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now that I have to hit this shot, how do I want to perform the shot? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, okay, I need, there's my target. There's my flight plan. There's my intermediate point. And now if you have a good solid structure that leads you to a nice task, well executed, the way you want to execute the task, mm-hmm. now you can play golf. Yeah. That's what I think helped me a lot with staying with my shots is playing on that course because yeah. it forces you to really like, execute execute and pick the right shots to hit and not worry about all the trouble. Because if you worry about the trouble, well, first of all, it's everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it is everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. So you really have to focus on where exactly you want to go. Yeah. And it's all you can really do. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of this, uh, there's a few holes where you have to lay up. Yeah. And and going into the green, you have to be below the hole. Well, yeah, like on the back nine of the Quebec course, yeah. I literally don't touch my driver until 18. Amazing, huh? And the longest club I'll hit off the tee is probably a four hybrid yes. or a two hybrid. And you still have those full shots going into the green. It's yeah. not a slouch. There's still no. some distance to cover there. Like hole number 12 is probably the hardest hole ever. Yeah. 
like I agree. It's the hardest par five I've ever played. So for me, playing from the whites, it's an elevated tee box. Yeah. And to carry the corner, it's a huge dog leg left. Yep. So to carry that corner to even just see the green, yeah. to visually see the green, yeah. you got to carry it like 250. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. And you got to be on the right side. Yes. Because if you're on that left side, you got huge trees on that corner. Yeah. You got a creek down the left side and... Oh yeah, you're just toast, right? You Absolutely. Just, it's either you punch out, or you find like the smallest little slit between the trees yeah. and yeah. try and cut oh, the yeah. corner off the tee into when it's into the wind. And you're usually into the wind. You're usually into the wind on that hole, off the tee from the back tee for me. I gotta crush it. Like I'll probably get a two eighty out there, but a mm-hmm. two eighty in the center of the fairway, mm-hmm. I need to cover the corner, mm-hmm. which. It's trees on the on the and just on the other side of the trees is the is the river. Mm-hmm. So you got trees and water on the left, mm-hmm. and you got to go over those trees with a draw, mm-hmm. and so that you're properly positioned to come in with a wedge on your third shot. Yeah, there's no going for this green in two. There's, it's impossible mm-hmm. to make the corner. You you basically have to be Bryson DeChambeau right now to make that corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. The second shot has to be specific distance with proper curvature. Yeah, because there's a pond on the right side and a creek running down the left. Exactly. And it's pretty narrow. And then the wet shot into the green, depending on where that pin is, mm. is challenging. So you have to hit three Perfect shots. Perfect shots. Yes. You have to commit to three solid second serve attacking yeah. shots. And after playing that hole so many times, I realized that I can't be worrying about the treble. No. I have to focus on where exactly I want to put that That's ball. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. I'll deal with it if it happens, but yeah. I got to focus on my task right now. Yeah. And and that's how we have to approach every shot on the golf course. So I challenge yeah. all of you. Yeah, go play a course with a lot of trouble. Well, not just that. I challenge all of you to say, okay, how, out of the 36 full swings you made today, if you're a good mm. player, out of 72 shots, there's 36 full swings average. How many did you stay with it? It, you know, when you first it'll realize that, you. it'll surprise you. you it'll be dismal. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, I really didn't stay with that one. Well, when we had that little competition, you and Moo went out and played early yep. in the morning, and I had a tea time at I think eleven fifteen. Yep. For um, a qualifier, and you said, okay, well, we were playing the same course, yep. the Quebec course, and you said, okay, we'll have a competition. We'll see how many shots. Where I will stay with today. Yep. So I saw you right before my tea time and you said you had stayed with. I stayed with 20. 20 of them. 20 out of 36. I left 16 of them on the table. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so like that was in my head the whole round. I'm like, got to stay with my shot. Got to stay with my shot. And? <laughs> I stayed with most of them. How many did you end up with? Probably 25. Really? Wow. Yeah. You're getting much better. Mm-hmm. So you're playing every day, mm-hmm. uh, not on, um, you know, you need a break, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, it took me a good two years because I play once a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a full-time job. Yeah. And uh, and it took me two years of stagnating at 22 mm-hmm. on average out of 36. And then I realized it was the way I was um, behaving on the golf course, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
leading up to the shot, either chatting or daydreaming or, you know, answering a text on my phone or whatever. Then I get to the ball and go, oh, it's my turn. And then you rush through the shot. Yeah. And then you, and then you realize, oh, man, yeah. I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was him and Han between two a- options, and I didn't choose you know, firmly the proper option. Mm-hmm. And then you go ahead and you start blaming yourself mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. Isn't that insane, right? Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. The only thing that held me back during that round was just bad club selection like i just didn't take enough club okay but i stayed with my shots like i was hitting it really well yes but i left myself short well a lot. it was really windy yeah it was windy and i i should have realized hey take the extra two clubs if you need that's right you know and and that's that'll be that'll ex- that's experience that's going to come to you through mm-hmm. playing yeah and you, you just can't replace that you just no, have exactly. to go out and play golf <laughs> as often as possible and, and mm-hmm. as many and if it if People, if it's raining, get a rain suit, mm-hmm. put your rain gloves on, get out there. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. playing with rain gloves, the club's not going to slip in your hands. You're going to have a, f- a great time out there, you know, play in all conditions. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, then you realize, oh, when it's cold and rainy, I need two extra clubs regularly. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah. If you you know you need a, a five hybrid instead of a seven iron, mm-hmm. please you know take yeah, it out and do nobody it. Nobody cares what you're hitting; people just care about what your score is. That's it. You know, exactly. Like, doesn't matter how you get that score. It's not how it's how many. Yeah. So um, so that was pretty cool. So any anything you'd like to add to that, Munashe? As far as you know, you you, you were lucky that you haven't been exposed to. The body part phenomenon. Yeah, I do see a lot of it on the uh, golf course. You know, like as you walk on the range, sorry. Yeah. yeah you, any you, any you, stories you have as, uh, from some somebody you were playing with that stake that sticks out? Um, n- n- not that I can think of right now. But when I walk, well, that's good. I mean, it, you're keeping to yourself and you're taking care of your you're taking care of your business. Yeah, I admire that. That's yeah, good. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to get too distracted with because um, I see a lot of um, you know, the different teachers online that you know. Yes. Give out information in a different way. And some of it um, doesn't go with the wisdom and golf philosophy. And I just, um, to me, like the the trajectory I'm on, I feel much better on uh, this um, wisdom and golf teaching. And uh, and what I see on the range is, um, you know, there's a lot of body positioning uh, ex- um, executions uh, yes. with the swing. And then I, I think about that to myself. I'm like, oh, that wouldn't be efficient on the course or that wouldn't really yeah. be good in you the see, long term you see, you know, when you're on the range because our range is busy yeah. yeah holy right we have Thank a huge you. range and it is it is taking every square inch of that range is being taken care of yeah yeah <clears throat> pardon me so you you see on your way to the academy building yeah you, know, you got to walk past a bunch of people yeah and you see a lot of people looking at their body parts right yeah they, they yeah. take back swings and they look back at their hands or their club and mm-hmm. and and you can see how they're pumping their downswing and trying to position their elbow and yeah mm-hmm. and so you know it's it's it can be painful to watch sometimes yeah, yeah i'm just yeah. like well you have a great day and good luck with that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right you can't so interject yeah yeah i mean you know you respect it i mean yeah. it's, it's just the state of where we're at in the game mm-hmm. yeah and um it's it's important to move us forward because now we know what not to do. Yeah. 
and um and it's a great it's a great comparison tool yeah um but um it is it is a blast people i can tell you i mean i love my job every day after this podcast i I get to go see somebody else who's coming from montreal and uh, has made has made the big uh the big drive to get here yeah and they're here for two days so we get to really dig deep and so to see the joy and to see the person begin to believe in themselves Mm -hmm. and understand that hey i can do this and you know, golf's going to knock you down. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's inevitable. Yeah. It will knock you down. But it's if you if you know what you need to do, mm-hmm. it's much easier to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and go, hey, like Sam Snead said it best. He says, I play my best golf when it's when I'm cool mad. Mm-hmm. That means he missed the shot mm-hmm. and went, hey, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Get your act together, buddy. Put your pull your bootstraps up and hitch those pants and let's go. Yeah, like I had a similar experience for my qualifier. I doubled the first hole. I'm like, "Mm -mm, we're not going to do this today. And I went and like barred the rest of the holes, birdied a hole and bogeyed a hole. And I was like, after that first double, I was That's like, Mm-mm, "We're not doing this today." That's right, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, isn't that something? And that, and it's a it's a great it's a nice little wake up call. Mm-hmm. And and it's a, it's like, hey, hello, slap in the face. Yeah, you're not paying attention, and yeah. guess what? You just got nailed. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. Yeah. And it's like in football, if you're not paying attention, or oh, you get your head all wrong pretty fast, <laughs> yeah. if you're not careful. <laughs> I don't. I just couldn't know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's like uh, I I played when I played hockey as a kid, and uh, we were I, I made I made it past Pee Wee into midget. Yeah, and the coach that we had was he was aggressive. Yeah. And he says, Sean, you're pretty solid on your skates, right? We're going to put you at defense. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you got a pretty good slap shot. Your wrist shot sucks, but your slap shot's pretty good. <laughs> so we'll put you defense, and we're going to send you some pucks at the point. But when you're when you're in your own zone and you got this guy in the corner, I want you to hurt him bad. I want you to put him to the boards. And like he was, you, you, you want me to hurt somebody? <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope, that's it. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. Thank God for golf. You know, I found golf the year after, and man, I was just so happy. I'm going, I don't have to hurt anybody here. Yeah. And I can just play and watch the birds and, you know, enjoy nature. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have to, I don't have that responsibility of the puck slipping by and, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's right. It's like all this pressure. Yeah. So now it's just me. I can focus on me and do my thing. And, and, and when I put time in it, and that's, I'm sure you're appreciating that, Sav, right? Mm-hmm. Playing a playing soccer your whole life. I mean, it's a beautiful sport. Mm-hmm. It's rigorous and it'll push you. It'll push your limits. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, you're not too happy with the coach that you're with. Mm-hmm. And some of the teammates that, uh, that uh, you're with are, are not, you know, your favorites. Mm-hmm. And so there's pros and cons to a lot of sports that you play. Yeah. And that's what I love a lot about golf is that, hey, you put in your time, mm-hmm. it'll show up. Mm-hmm. And I also know my limitations too. Like after playing soccer at that high of a level for that many years straight, mm. I know when I'm about to burn out. Yeah. And when to avoid that. Yeah. 
because burning out is no fun. Then you lose the the excitement and the passion and wanting to go practice and wanting to go play. And I don't want that to happen in golf because I know what that's like in soccer. So after a busy week, I need to give myself a day of no golf, like none. Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to... Very important, you people, yeah. people yeah. out there. And I've, I've seen a lot of my students do that. You know, mm-hmm. they, they say they make a commitment and they're going to improve their game and mm-hmm. they, they jump in and they start working hard on their games. Mm-hmm. And then they wake up a couple of months later and they go, oh, I'm a little tired. Yeah. It's like, no, you've just been working too hard. You need, yeah. you need, some, you need some solid breaks from... You need balance, right? Yeah. Like, I was talking to one of the members at the club one of the really good members at the club, she's been club champion a few times. Um, and she, we were just chatting and, uh, she's like, just make sure you're doing a couple of other things that you really love that don't involve golf just for a balance. Very cool. You know, like go play tennis or go for a hike out in nature, go fishing, you know, just something to like de-plug a little bit. And that, you know, I'm telling you, Sav, I said that, you know, when people said that, I'm like, not possible. Yeah. This game's too awesome. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, and then I, and then I realized, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they meant. Right. Yeah. And then you realize, okay, so you got to go through it a couple of times mm-hmm. to really experience that. And then you realize, okay, and now I'm, I'm, I'm putting a nice balance in there. And, and, and that's where you hear the guys on tour going, well, I need to peek at the majors, the guys who are really out there, the, the top 20 guys. Mm-hmm. And you hear them say that so that they, they don't, you know, they're, they're, they're choosing the, the, the tournaments that they want to play right? so that they don't burn out mm-hmm. when they get to the majors. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Yeah. Cause know? golf is huge mentally. Yes. Like it's mentally exhausting. Yes. So... And that's, like, and that's our quest, right? Yeah. That's the purpose of this talk mm-hmm. is that you're not defective. You don't have these defective body yeah. parts and you got to stop thinking about that yeah. and get yourself a task that you can mind yourself on mm-hmm. and use that task as a meditation. Yeah. Make your life a little right. easier. So when I'm hitting balls on the range, it is truly, truly a meditation for me. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I'm working on. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm hitting this shot and it's going to feel like this and I'm going to stay with that mm-hmm. and let's see what happens. And then you, you, you release it and you go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so, and you just stay with your tasks and enjoy. And then you, you're having that beautiful little learning experience mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be that long, you know, 15, 20, you know, half an hour tops Yeah, mm-hmm. and then go play. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was Jack, you know, he, he, he's, he used to like to practice a bit, go play and then come back and practice a bit from that playing experience Mm -hmm. and then go play nine holes Mm -hmm. and then practice a little, tidy that up and Mm -hmm. go home. Right. And, um, and some players on tour never see a range. Yeah. You got to find your own routine. Yeah. Cause sometimes I felt like I would see like the really good players at the club do like have their certain routine and me be like, Oh. I got to do that too. And if I want to be that good, I have to do the exact same thing as them. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Uh Uh-uh. That's not the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is going to work best for me? How can I efficiently get better? That's it. And I I listen to you. You know, I go, okay, Sav 
really doesn't like pounding balls. Mm -mm. What can we do when she's doing that? That'll make it a beneficial session for her. Yeah. But now what I love about the game of golf Mm -hmm. is that you're realizing, um, you just went out and played with a junior that works hard on her short game. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, well, okay, I'm 40 yards past her, Mm -hmm. but she's putting the ball in the hole. Yeah. And I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I have a few three putts that I need to clean up. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry to say, but you got to go spend your time on that putting green. Yeah, exactly. And put in your time. Mm -hmm. And and then when you get really effective at that and then you're able to recall it quickly, you'll notice you won't have to spend as much time. Mm -hmm. But isn't that a great motivator, though? Yeah. You know, hey, um, I'm lipping out. It's not going in. I'm not sharp enough. So you need to go sharpen that tool mm-hmm. and spend spend some time on the putting green and uh, and and enjoy it. Yeah. Find a way to enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's a good session, you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. So um, all of you out there, go see Grass Whip Training. Go see Hammer Through Sean Clement, which is a nice door frame task mm-hmm. that you'll really love, and uh, go see. Golf is as easy as peeling carrots, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Clement, which is another great task video. And uh, by all means, that you know, our premium channel has revolved; it revolves around those tasks, mm-hmm. and and how we can you know remove the short circuits. So today was was a podcast on removing the short circuits that you really don't need to pay attention to. And um, and move yourself forward because, you know, you're not defective. And and uh, and once you have that wonderful task, you'll see that things will start to materialize for you. Right. So enjoy the week, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Sounds good. See you later, everybody. Take care.